Dad Bod Rap Pod, we're back celebrating our independence from from what? Like what? What the fuck is this? Like what? Every year on Fourth of July, I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I like Britain. I don't know about you guys. My name is Ramon <laughs> Carter, aka Dim One. Um, I don't know. I'm a lightweight Anglophile. I fuck with a lot of a lot of British shit, so I don't know. I, I love tea as well, but if they start taxing my tea, dude, it's on. That's it. We're fucking revolting. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, I am joined by Dave. Don't teabag me, Ma. Um, <laughs> all right, it was there. I know we lost the Adam and Eve, but I'm, I'm still. That's on my business card, so thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. um, it's good to be here, guys. Um, Fourth of July, I'm enjoying the AC. It's been hot in the South Bay, so good to see you guys. Yeah, man. And we're, we're also on the line with uh, resident hot boy, uh, Nathaniel J. LeBlanc. How's it going? It's good. It was laundry day. I literally ran out of t-shirts, so I've been in a sweatshirt and shorts all day. A A sweatshirt and shorts? Weird, conflicted outfit. Nate sweatshirt? What is... Yeah. (laughs) Trust me, it's no good. (laughs) Nice, Uh, I just I don't know if you guys know this. There is a national shortage on coins. We went to go get quarters, as like one does, and the bank tells my wife, you can only get one roll and expect it to be the last one for a while. We went to three different banks and we got three different rolls of quarters that wow. should keep us over for like a month, month and a half. What? Why? Why? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. How is there a run on quarters? Like what possible? <laughs> I know. It Street actually kind of makes sense and... if you think about it. People are not I know. buying anything in cash. Right. So companies are not ordering quarters oh. to give as change. So the okay. Fed sees that i'm extrapolating this quite a bit yeah yeah go ahead nate nate uh nate econ who are you nate krugman (laughs) continue (laughs) Nate silver perhaps yeah Uh, ouch let's see um so yeah they're 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 encouraging and because a lot of the banks have been closed like especially the consumer branches of the banks like the the coins are out there but they're not coming back to the bank damn like everybody closed their business and left all the quarters in the in the till that's where ours are yeah, now I can't. Uh, now I can't do my laundry. <laughs> now I'm wearing a sweatshirt and shorts. Hey, hey, Trump. hey, oh, hit, no. hit your boy up. I, I got a fucking reservoir of coins because I just moved, and so oh. I moved. I was unearthing. Like, I have move several this sixty pound bag of quarters, dude. I'm, gotcha. I'm out here. I got multiple Garcia Vega boxes filled, <laughs> filled with fucking change. Oh, so um, are you at the new spot? Is that what that by- backlighting's about? Uh, no, no, no. I'm I'm here back at the the School of Arts and Culture because my niece oh, don't have don't have Wi-Fi yet. Um, okay. You know, I'm trying to step my life game up one thing at a time. Um, <laughs> but uh, That's an important one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's so weird. I spent I spent the entire weekend without Wi-Fi, um, which is oddly refreshing in some right. ways because it's like, you know, I have my phone. I could you know I'd fuck with Twitter and shit, but like not being able to watch a movie or do anything of that sort mm. um i read half of the stack of the fucking new yorkers that nate let me borrow six months ago um <laughs> so that's when those come in handy it's like there's For absolutely sure. nothing else to do in this whole universe no such thing <laughs> Lord, if you have a new yorker subscription the mountain just grows totally Dude. totally so i'm reading forty thousand word articles about tiktok and you know <laughs> just just living my best life you guys get into any mischief this fourth of jolly weekend 
Um, a good buddy of mine, DJ Basura, shout out to Michael. Uh, he turned 40, so we met up with him and hung out a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, just took it easy, man. I mean, July 4th, it was hot as fuck. And yeah. g- given the circumstances, there's really not much to do. Nate, you was barbecuing some shit, man. I was lightweight. I had a little, uh, little barbecue sesh on Thursday night and Friday night. Um, nice. Got the grill out. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we have a very lovely uh, produce box that we get delivered uh, to the house on Thursdays. So it's like kind of like sets us up for the weekend. And yeah, man, uh, some blistered some shishito peppers, did some nice. cauliflower steaks, a little less steak-like than I wanted. You really got to leave that root intact. Mm-hmm. Um, did some chicken, you know, it was good. It was nice. really good. I love to cook. It's, um, we've been doing it a lot because we basically yeah. don't go out. So right. we're not right. supporting like one or two friends restaurants with some takeout orders, we like cook every single meal. It's uh, it's been an interesting thing of quarantine. I, I would say I've got four or five things I can just whip up, no recipe, just like 15 off, off the dome. inner stees, like yeah. boom. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where I kind of didn't before. Before it was always like, hmm, what, what territory should we explore today? Mm. You know what I mean? Well, once you have the framework, you know, all set up in your pantry or whatever, you're ready to go, dude. It's poof, totally poof. poof. Yes. I was talking to one of my friends who lives out of state about this slaw that I made. It's like a Napa cabbage slaw with like some toasted peanuts. And she's like, can I get the recipe for that? And I'm like, so pretentious, just like 15 page text essay. Like <laughs> it's, it's not a recipe. It's an approach. God, Nate, like, are you, you're that guy that I'm like, that guy. I went, went to Napa. And up there, the cabbage really, like, fuck, get to the recipe, man. Stop. It's totally true. Oh, um, really, it's just like it, everything's interchangeable. And, you know, on cooking shows, they always say that. They're just like, you know, whatever you have around the house. And, like, before, right, right. we didn't shop. So I didn't have anything around the house. I was right. like, I'm going to get cilantro because you made me. I don't have but, anything around the house. But it's but on the cookie shows, this is what I hate, man. They're like, oh, yeah, we have some Brazilian turmeric here. But get whatever you want. Like, <laughs> why did you show me some wild exotic shit? You know I can only go to Safeway. Stop playing. But they, um, they, they can't just flex the Lowry's seasoning packet. You know, they're going to be like, you get, you, get, you know, yes. you got to present some crazy shit. Do you guys know who Maddie Matheson is? Of he's, course. He's um, on Vice and now is doing his own thing. He writes cookbooks. He's like a, I don't know what, Dave, what, he's like a punk rock chef. Okay. Yeah, just um, tattoo fingers, you know, chef. And, and um, everything else. And everything um, else. Um, yeah. Easily mistaken for Action Bronson. Uh, <laughs> kind of put, um, with uh, a Sam Kinison <laughs> approach to the yes. cooking show. Yes. It's like, but, it just like, just gets, it just ratchets up in intensity and he like screams into the camera. <laughs> but his food is hella good. Yeah, but I like his recipes. very unpretentious is what the reason why I bring him up. Like if, if Lowry's seasoning salt was the thing that would make right. the fucking potato salad good, he would right. use like a fucking cup of it. He doesn't give a fuck. No, like, totally. Uh, we, we made a lasagna recipe of his where it required like carrots in, yes. in, in, in the, in the, yeah, it's, in like, the it's, sauce. Like a, it's like a true Bolognese. Right. That's so a, it's, so it's, it's like dull orange, like straight from the 70s cookbook looking, but it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. totally. So, yeah. yeah. He, he has some of my favorite food related content lately. And he, did, he, did, he had the, the Vice show for a while and then he got mad at Vice like everyone eventually mm-hmm. does. And then he did another cooking show like and now he's doing one that's just recipes from his new cookbook and with each one he successively gets less professional and more like abstract like they're like 
on the concept of doing a cooking video, but he just like hates cooking videos. It's very interesting though, the okay. row he's hoeing, if you will. Damn, Nate brought Hoeing back into the program. Jeez <laughs> <laughs> up, dude. Take that, Adam and Eve. We're... Don't hear about that a lot on our podcast, but here we are. Yes, yes. Um, so we're 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 holed up. Uh, we're cooking. I was sharing with Nate offline before we got going. Um, I got a new crib, but I live in the Silicon Valley, so the only place that I could afford doesn't have a stove. Um, so I'm jailhouse cooking, prodigy style. I've got a. <laughs> I've got a, a hot plate, a toaster oven, and a rice cooker, and we're going to see if I can thug it out for six months. You're like the opposite of Stove God Cooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be grimy. It's going to be a lot of salads and shit, but I'm going um, to stick it out. Um, I'll text you, you a 15-page guys... approach for slaw. <laughs> <laughs> Any of you guys fuck with an Instapot? I have it. I don't use it that much. You don't uh, use it? Okay. I was going to yeah, say, Damone, I, I, I think... I, I, Instapot. You, you could use it for plenty of different things. You yeah, know that would mean? be that, a good, a good uh, investment for your thing. Yeah. But if you have a rice cooker, you're kind of halfway there. What's um, the difference it definitely does some other things. Rice cooker. Well, kind of. Um, it does what a rice cooker does, but you know, you you can put it on a stovetop setting and just cook shit straight. Like just cook. Okay. Top. Like and then uh, it's Ooh, a pressure yeah. cooker so you can right. like braise meats or make stews and soups like mm -hmm. much faster than normal yeah okay um, but i've always found that's frozen people are like oh just throw it in the instant pot for five minutes but it's like they don't tell you like you have to get it out set it up chop right. everything and then like it it builds up to the steam and i'm like right. so does that not count like Right. <laughs> yeah, this five minute ridiculous. recipe took me 45 minutes. Right. And that's part of the reason why I don't use it. And like, I have like tried to become really good, especially at braising during the winter, like where like I, I have my way I do it and like a low heat that I set things on. And it's like, I don't need the pressure because I have the time. You know right. what I mean? Right. It's like, right. That's More than ever now. But you guys be on the lookout for Nate's new podcast, Talking Brazy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that actually. There was a time we were talking pretty pretty seriously about a food spinoff, and that has uh, gone away. And part of the reason is I think Rona is going to be the final nail in the coffin of me as like a restaurant person. Like I'm really like, you feel you feel like that? 2023, Nate's not coming back. Come on, so, Nate. dude. One of my favorite things to do was go to restaurants and try dishes and experience different kinds of service and like see how clean the bathroom was and try to peek in the kitchen and like chat up the waitress about the specials and where the food was from. And I just cannot see myself doing that anymore. Like, I think I'm over it. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know, dude. I'll meet you in a restaurant in 2023, dog. We'll like, see. We'll see. I think, I, uh, the, the human need to want to go grab a bite outside with some buddies. That's never going to go away, dude you know true but that's not exactly what i'm talking about i'm talking about like lucia and i taking a weekend and flying to a city and like trying to get resis oh. at the best places and like making the making the vacation about the food oh dude not about the sites or the hiking okay or the, okay you know what i mean like like living like a true like food-based lifestyle and like frankly not super healthy like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, 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 we do the same and I don't think that's going to go away. I mean, like, let, let's say you and Lucia go to a city. Are you going to do everything but visit its restaurants? Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, and it'll be bad. We'll, we'll care less and I think we'll be happier for it. Mm. Like, you'll, like, definitely like, be, you'll definitely have more money. I'll yes. tell you what. Oh, that's for sure. Dude. Yeah. Jeez. The eating out, the cessation of eating out has 
done so much for the budget that it's it's not even like funny but um we we went to i took my children's to uh this horrible sushi spot um that for nate smith and i won't <laughs> say um near where my new my new house is and i was just like my new apartment i don't have a house um and it just took me back to like oh i i understand why we shouldn't really do this type of shit anymore like mm. you know what i mean just like eating out for the sake of eating out and not cooking, I think to that point, I think that is going to go away. Like you're going to, I feel like going forward, you'll much more lean into making some shit. And I think that's kind of like universal. Um, and if you haven't already noticed, you have stumbled in to our spinoff, the dad bod food pod, hit us up <laughs> on Twitter at dad bod rap pod. Um, I'd be interested to know among our listeners who have listened this far into the segment, um, who's who's fucking with food like who i would be interested to see what we we've always assumed that there's an overlap of our our demographic with folks who are who are kind of food connoisseurs and so i would be interested um to see who who is who's looking for more food content let's say that um it would be interesting to hear what our fans say nate's not interested like, I, don't <laughs> okay, I don't know if you guys Silence. i was like waiting for the uh the the speech um i don't know if you guys saw this but on our Bandcamp thread i shouted out cryptic ones food picks uh oh, nice. he's not only a very good musician but he's one of the only people we follow on instagram whose food picks i'm like that's legit dude like okay. you were that very nicely like good grill marks like yeah you, you cook through with using the entire rainbow like i can tell you took some time with that like the people be posting some struggles totally totally and i'm oh, like what was have... the point of posting that it's actually mm -hmm. funny that you brought up Basura, and I don't think he'd mind us saying that uh, this, or maybe he would. Uh, I don't think he listens to the show this carefully. Um, he went from like struggle food poster to like legit food poster over the past really? like five years. Like he, some of the stuff he was posting, because he was like a single dude and he didn't really know how to cook. He was like, I'm trying this. And it's like, okay, you tried. And now mm -hmm. when he posts some stuff, I'm like, damn, dude, that looks hella good. Like, especially him like embracing his roots and like cooking Filipino food. Like I find it very entertaining. No, well, there's a couple, there's a couple rappers who have kind of um, went into that lane. I remember, was it Yeshua was, was talking mm -hmm. about his, yes. his right. vegan, uh, his vegan cake recipes. So dot X who we've been trying to get on the program for a thousand years um, is, is kind of a wine connoisseur guy now. And of course I think uh, action Bronson obviously kind of cornered the market. Action Bronson, mayhem, Loren and Alk and all the big body bass and their whole crew. Yeah, Dude, um, I mean, Action Bronson as uh, the head. Even Billy Woods has food game. You know what I mean? As we've so heard of Chew on the program. <laughs> <I know>. Totally. <laughs> Squid, right? Squid. Yeah. Uh, Squid then pork chops. Pork chops. Yeah. yeah. He, he's eaten live on the program twice. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out, shout out to Woods. Uh, he has a great line on uh, terror management about getting recognized at the butcher shop. Nice. <laughs> like, nice. I like, know you've made it. I have a little story for you guys. It's kind of a not the least egotistical story I've ever heard, but I was recognized as being on the show for my voice when I had my mask up on a... Uh, what? I want to say it was Saturday or You're Friday. Hanging out with Sun Ra in San Jose? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Shout out, we were, Shout out to Sun Ra. Guy, it actually makes sense if you know the back connections, but it took me by surprise. So there's these dudes who landscaped my neighbor's yard. And I went up to talk to them because I was admiring this plant. They do all native plants. Um, and I was like, 
yo, hey, you know, I met you a couple times. I saw you guys when you guys were doing this. I love your work. Like, what plant is this? Like, tell me so I can go buy one. You know, basically. And he was like, it's this, this, and this. I've already forgotten what it's called. And then he's like, do I know you from Dad Bod Rap Pod? What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. I had my mask on, hat on, sunglasses on. I was in like full-on incognito mode. Lucy and I were going to the fruit stand to like buy Sick. ripe stone fruit for our long weekend. And um, yeah, I was like, uh, yes. And so yeah, I was like, yeah, that's me. It's nice to meet you. Uh, you know, I'm Nate, whatever. Yeah. I live right around here. And so it was super funny. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was it was weird. They tap it was into the dope. to the program. That is that is so dope. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and we we've actually gotten I would say um and uh, a lot of uh recent kind of kudos. The the Apollo Brown interview was definitely yes. well received by folks and we appreciate all the shout outs. Um obviously not obviously, but we're not this isn't a lucrative podcast, but knowing that people um people fuck with it and people enjoy it is really dope. Um, and also like, I feel like the audience is, um, I don't know. There's just, there's a certain kind of person that gets what the fuck we're doing. Um, so really if you get what we're doing and you think somebody else would, your fellow landscapers or whoever <laughs> food enthusiasts, uh, please tell them to fuck with us. Dad bod rap pod. We are on all the, the major platforms. Um, we've been on a pretty good interview streak, guys. I feel like the last um, the last couple weeks, Jake One was a great interview. Right. Apollo Brown was a great interview because what is it? What's the list, Nate? Our best <laughs> are women producers. Uh, what did I say? People who are like successful make good yeah. interview subjects. Like they're, they're <laughs> you know, yeah. um, down towards the end of the list, people who don't actually want to be interviewed, but their manager made them, and people <laughs> who are eating. Sometimes you're such a good interview, you can overcome the eating. <laughs> That's true. That's true. As as we've we've recognized on this program um, on a number of times, this is episode 126. Uh, we have Amazing. a really dope interview lined up. Uh, we have a couple dope interviews lined up. There's been a great buzz about a new artist um, out of LA called uh, Koreatown Oddity, who you heard about here probably first from Mr. Nate LeBlanc, um, who seems to have his ear to the underground and is is piquing our interest with new stuff. How did you first come across it? I remember we talked about this. but I had heard of him from like low-end theory days and just like being part of the LA scene. But like, to be honest, like I didn't get him or it back then. He used to wear a wolf mask mm -hmm. oh, like 100% really? of the time in public. Okay. And like even this weekend doing my research for the show, I went back and listened to his older stuff. And I was like, this, this isn't it. Like he just had a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, let's ask him and like, let's see if how he feels about that. But in, in my estimation, this new record is special. And I think I just caught it because the cover looked interesting. And I'm always looking at the kind of release calendar. And I was just like, I'm, I'm gonna check this out. Like, this, mm -hmm. this looks cool. This looks different. Like, um, cover art really matters, I think is something then, I would love to impress upon uh, the artists and producers and managers and, and Virgil too that we're listening yeah. to and, and Virgil Abloh. <laughs> we know Virgil, Virgil is a, is a frequent listener. Not really. That was such a funny little moment in time ever. But then all those fan made covers were so much better. Like I was like, is this a stunt? Is it a stunt? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, doing air quotes you guys can't see on the Zoom um, to, to draw attention to the project because, sure. Um, I, I don't know I, if I anybody's that savvy, but God damn, what he did was trash. Yeah, I think it's a spectacular fail. And I think it, it just reinforces that there's aspects of this, um, this game that people feel like you can do it yourself and you really can't. Like, mm-hmm. We thought his West Side Gun cover was silly too when he just put the chains on the, the like Caravaggio painting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, come no, come on, dude. I mean, it, dude. It's a good it, album, but that's like, how you enjoy right. the, the, the product, right? Um, and I think Woods talked about this really at length right. during, the, during the Arm and Hammer interview about how he procured the photo and kind of mm-hmm. his approach to having a cover and cover art. And I think, especially for independent artists, of which I get Pop Smoke wasn't, you know, R.I.P. was not an independent artist, but it's, it's this idea that you can um, just throw anything as a cover, just something mm-hmm. that'll stand out online. There's so many dope artists. Um, shot, you know, Virgil is, is, a, is a dope streetwear designer, but to, to, to think that you could do that, it's almost like a rapper producer thinking you could run for president. It's just, it's, it's really, <laughs> it makes no sense. It's such an overreach. It's unwelcome and distracting yeah. at the worst possible time. But is he really going to do it? Nah, it's a publicity stunt. He has a new album coming out next week. Yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, pretty uh, much how it goes for him to get onto any like significant ballot. So it's just like a silly, right? Action. Stupid. A lot of hand wringing this weekend on is this going to siphon votes away from Biden? I was offended. Like, I was. What per- are you talking about? I was personally offended. Does anybody think? that there's a plurality of, of black people or any other type of people who are- I think they're assuming young people, right? That's who still cares about- The fuckboy right? vote? Is that what, that's what this is about? <laughs> the fuckboy caucus? <laughs> the super pack? Dude, that would be like a great fest for the ages, bro. That would be amazing. Fuckboy caucus. That's actually like a Chris Crack song title. Totally, um, totally. That's super funny. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like, um, obviously, where we're at now, you could literally say anyone's name as a presidential candidate, and nobody could be like, that's preposterous. Right. That's right. where we're in, in, in that void, I guess, kind I mean, four years ago, Kanye West could say he was running for president, and you'd be just like, ah, that's, that's a fucking joke. That, that fear, that palpable fear about it says so much about our political Totally. Mood. Like, right. Totally. We did like uh, I believe a lot of this goes back to the silly runoff for California governor that resulted in Schwarzenegger being yeah. elected. Yeah. And like uh Gary what's what's little what's the dude's name? Is it Gary Coleman? Gary Coleman. And, and Mary Carey, the stripper ran and Jesse Ventura. No, he was in Minneapolis. He was, and he yeah, yeah. Was like a no, I'm just saying like weird yeah. celebrity. Gotcha. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. No, he gotcha. was the mayor. Wasn't he? The, I mean, the governor. He was the governor. Yeah. The governor. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just like transitioning from wrestler in this case, but he was also an actor. He's in Predator and stuff. To, to politician is not that weird. It's like the, the weird like political circus vibe of that runoff, I think, changed electoral changed politics for the politics. much, much worse. Well, the stuff that's coming out today is just that, like, I forget who said it. Um, someone much smarter than me on Twitter was saying, like, the only problem that Trump was able to solve for his base was reacting to having a black president. Oh, yeah. That's why he's so, oh, he's, he's just totally. a corrective measure for, like, aggrieved 
angry, right. out of work, like downtrodden white people to feel a like modicum of power still exists for them and that their time is not yet over, though they know the end is coming soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But maybe and it's like, would Kanye run as a Republican? Um I, mean, uh, I, I think I know I think he would run you don't need to dignify it, but yeah, I think he would run as the, the Wyoming representative for uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm like, dude, you couldn't even get Tiana Taylor's album released, right? You're not doing a fucking, <laughs> fucking presidential campaign. <laughs> oh my God. So, so sad. I kind of think about how we'll look back on all of this, um, whatever, 20 years hence, if we have that much time. Right. Um, and I wonder if this will all be compressed, this period of Kanye's career will all be compressed into then he got weird. Right, or like uh, Bob Dylan's "Born Again Christian" phase. Right, right. You know, yeah, it's like, this is like Kanye's it doesn't boring. make you not be a fan of Bob Dylan. You're like, that was weird. But, <laughs> but in the in the grand scheme, right? It just depends on how long he keeps going with this. But in the grand scheme, you can write it off as an error, right? It's kind of like James mm-hmm. Brown rolled so with, with fucking Richard Nixon. Like that fucking happened. Like he, uh-huh. that was a part of his career. Um, but in the in the in the breadth of his career, you don't you don't really look at that. You go, he had this amazing. Not to say Kanye is James Brown, but I I do I do wonder if when it's all said and done, nobody listened to Jesus is King. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that this whatever. I don't. Did you guys hear the single? I put it on. It's atrocious. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even check for it, dude. I, I mean, got, Jesus is King pushed me to the point of I don't listen anymore. Yeah, like I gave that one one run through and kept skipping, and I'm like, I'm I'm done. I never listened to the Sunday Service record. I just I don't, I don't fuck with them anymore at all. I, yeah, I gave it a hate listen, and it was you know I was you rewarded. hated it. Yeah, <laughs> it delivered. It delivered. <laughs> um, I think I think if he had, I listened to it and I go, this is okay. Had had he not went in this direction so hard, if this was a song off of a Kanye project where he was still a sane person, just talking about like Jesus walks is a Jesus ass right, Christian right. rap song, but in the context of his work, it it worked. But now he's so far off the deep end that I'm like, what I what I really noticed about him and why I can't abide by it anymore is that once you lose the narrative thread, like once what you say. I have to go, no, bro, you were in the fucking Oval Office chopping it mm-hmm, up with Trump. Mm-hmm. You have no credibility to say anything about anything anymore, right? So I, I feel, I don't know. I'm obviously, like everybody else, I'm, I'm kind of heartbroken that his talent, oh, and I wish I, I knew the person who tweeted this, was like, never has a brilliant black man tried harder to be a mediocre white man. <laughs> i'm sorry whoever oh, treated that man. you're a genius oh like, my god that's, that's, so that's not my work that is that's somebody brilliant. else's very astute assessment of where uh mr west is at um on on a happier note nate you uh on your twitter takeover day you did do a new release friday um post was it friday was it kind of i did a band camp day post it was um, like check out some stuff on Bandcamp. What did you end up copying? In our orbit, um, the new Small Pro and Curly Castro, uh, oh. Blue Edwards. Okay. But due to me being not smart enough to learn how to put the files on my phone, I actually haven't listened to it yet. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, apparently you cannot uh, download directly from Bandcamp onto an iPhone, and I didn't know that when I hit wow, click. Really? And I'm happy to send them money because those those guys are awesome. But I now now I'm in this weird, like, do I just listen to it on my laptop, or should I keep going and googling things until I figure out how to get it on my iPhone, which is where I want it. It's like right. I to it while I ride my bike. That's but, weird. Yeah, huh. it was bizarre. Um, I don't listen to a lot of music on my phone if i do i usually just download it from spotify but the whole point was to support on Bandcamp, mm -hmm. so i was just weird and being like a luddite so huh. uh yeah uh, more to come on that soon it's uh people are really into it apparently they do a lot of interesting stuff with time signatures i like cannot wait to check it out but like haven't actually listened to it yet yeah that's a that's a startlingly honest admission most people. <laughs> yeah. Most people and I don't buy a lot of digital files. I usually wait for vinyl, but mm -hmm. it's, it's unclear in this, in these times, what's going to get a release. And I wanted to make sure to do something while they'd get a hundred percent of the proceeds. So that's where I ended up going this, uh, but still, this time around. Shout out small pro Curly Castro, definitely friends of the program. Uh, do your shrines vinyl came? You guys get your shrines vinyls? Hey, did you mine get yours finally did come. Yes. Thank you for asking. It finally did come. And I, and as soon as I opened it, I thought of our, our interview with Billy and totally. uh, Hammer and and you know the and how he procured the um, the cover art and it was it's so striking just on that white background, dude. It's so it's much gorgeous. Yeah, the typography is gorgeous. The layout is gorgeous. It's such a good record. So to our earlier point with just you know these projects being whole projects, I mean the Arm and Hammer Shrine is just incredible. Yeah, definitely will be um, in the in the contentious album of the year conversation i i want to bring a, an unsolved mystery thing to the to the pod in the hopes that uh maybe some of our listeners can help me understand what happened uh like lebron i study rap battles um, <laughs> and uh and uh on on shrines on the last verse of uh leopards um uh elucid really like he's going at someone he is. He has a verse where he is like pointedly talking uh, long shit about someone. It's 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 a thinly veiled subliminal diss. And uh, I, if anybody has information uh, as to who that's about, hit us on the DM. I don't want to like out. I know uh, uh, Zillaraka. I tweeted that, and he just tweeted the emoji with the lips zipped. Uh, Pretty clearly that some people we know know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're and like, I, if I you know, you know. No. I was like, oh, I was interviewing them, but I, I wouldn't have asked that. But I'm always right. here for, for subliminal disc. No, no gotcha questions, future no. guests. It's no, just no. a chat show. <laughs> so, We're just going to tell you how good your record is and ask you how you made it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to, to, to dig into anybody there, but I'm all down for the QAnon uh, conspiracy subliminal rap <laughs> disc theories. So if anybody has some inside info on that, please hit us up at Pod. That shit is like... I'm, I'm so I'm, I care way too much about this. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I've been. I re-listen. I think about it. I'm like, fuck. This is like very, very juicy. And at the end of that verse, um, it seems as if Rap Ferreira's name. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's a diss about him, but his name is redacted. Um, uh, a lucid goes in the words of Ferreira. Things are getting clearer. And it's like, what? Oh, oh, what? Why? What? Whoa, hey. Wow. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been parsing over that way too wow. much, obviously. Um, like a conspiracy theorist. Totally, totally. <laughs> 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 Chop it up. 
Um, so yeah, we're, and it, I was thinking about this and going, how dope is it that, um, you know, we get to chop it up with these cats. Like these, right, are, right. these are everybody that's kind of, not everybody, but most of the people that are in this album of the year discussion, um, we've actually had the chance to talk to and like, that's right. Know, Which I think is kind of self-selecting. Like we, like we consider these the albums of the year. So we pursue an interview with you. So we end up talking to you. So we get to like you more. So then we like the record with a more, different context. Yeah. So then it makes it more the album of the year. <laughs> it's like a feedback it, loop for yes, sure. In a way, in a way, everybody except for rock Marciano fingers yeah. crossed someday. Yeah. Uh, Alchemist a project. I, I don't think we'll ever talk to Cobb, but you know, he gives us as little of himself as he, has to to be known but you know that'd be a great interview too probably i don't put anything past dave ma the booking power of dave ma is legendary Um, we'll see guys we'll see yeah (laughs) right hey did you guys speaking of that did you see black thought um teased streams of three yeah the full album dude a biblical title right isn't it like cain and abel yeah uh, songs of cain and abel or something Something like that yeah uh, all produced by Sean C, um, which is a very interesting choice. Uh, mm-hmm. Can't wait, dude. I think it's like next week or something. Yeah, yeah. can't wait. Cannot yeah. wait. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. I think um, Streams of Thought 2 kind of came and went. Like there wasn't. That but was when I listen back now, I feel I was overly harsh. Did no, you? Really? Yeah, I do. You do. You feel like that that deserves. Oh, it's it. good. It's really good. It's not like it's not. It's the the first one is just a little bit more to my taste with the beats and like he was just he was, it was just off the freestyle so he was right. just so on fire. Right. But I listen back to two and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. You you can't really say there's any like deficiencies in his writing or rapping. Exactly. It's just you know the, the the beats could be a little bit more compelling. But even the beats itself are solid. They're just not you know knock you on your face. You know. Yeah. Sean C. What does Sean C. produce? What do I know him from? Um, he was with like Bad Boy. I forget their the name of their crew. It's not Trackmasters. It's not Hitmen. It's one of those mm-hmm. Tone and Poke. It, yeah, yeah Cool and like, Dre era. Yes, right, exactly, right. Exactly. Got yeah, it. Man. Got it. Um, that should be really interesting. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. Just you know, obviously because Black Thought is a genius, and it seems like some of the. Um, some of the features that are on there are, are pretty are pretty badass. So um, there's been a lot of dope releases. There's it seems like there's just more coming down the pipe. Um, I think it's going to be a wild uh, race to like album of the year. And it's only we're only like literally halfway. Um, I know so much left to do. The rock the rock Marciano record supposedly dropping uh, before the end of summer. Um, so. We'll see. Um, there's a lot going on, a lot to talk about. Rap is uniquely poised to ride out a quarantine. It's like, <laughs> bedroom music. Nobody's got to get a band together. Like, this shit just, cats could keep doing albums forever um, in a closet. So we are the beneficiaries of that here on the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Um, I think we have an interview coming up. No, Dave? Y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got an interview coming up with uh, Korean Town Oddity. So uh, Dominique should be hitting us up very shortly. Yeah. Can I we call uh, him K-Town? <laughs> yeah, K-Town Oddity. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, it's, it, this will be. I feel like I know him now. I'm like, remember your nosebleeds? Mm. Remember your car accident? <laughs> totally. Remember when you played Ninja Turtles? Right. I played Ninja Turtles too. 
I remember the riots too. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> no, a revealing record. It's such a, yeah, such a personal record. Love it so much. It has yeah. a doom Quasimodo homemade feel. It's the ah, shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very taken by it. Yeah. And um, shouts to Nate for like hipping us to it. I mean, as soon as I put, put on the track, I forgot which one it was, but I was like, Whoa, I hope the entire album sounds this way. And it does. (laughs) Well, it's good to see somebody like stumble into a groove, right? Like you could tell, like to your point, Nate, maybe the earlier material didn't click the same way, but I definitely got that feeling this until the record that like, oh, you're, you're in your bag, as they say, you figured out what's dope about your style. You've developed it and you have an approach that is, you know, I'll say it. It's, it's hard to do new shit. It's hard to do something that comes across as actually Unique. unique right yeah it's definitely hard and somehow he's doing it like yeah so why don't we take a break we're going to come back with the interview with koreatown oddity dead by rap Pod. Dad Bar Rap Pod, always bringing you the dopeness first. You heard a couple weeks ago, Nate put us on to um, a, 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 a new, uh, was that, wait, hold on, man. What the hell? <laughs> was that an electric pencil sharpener? Yes. Um, I'm sorry, we experimented with, with, uh, with sound effects. But okay. Nate put us on to, to an artist uh, by the name of Koreatown Oddity. Uh, who has a new album out right now that all of us are really feeling. We want to welcome it to the program. How you doing? Hey, uh, good, man. Thank you all for having me on the show, man. Glad y'all fucking with it. Yeah, yeah man. It's, a, it's an amazing album, uh, deeply personal. Um, what, what made you decide to um, kind of like have that be your crux of the album is, is talking about these two accidents that kind of shaped you? Like, what, how, how did that come to be? Um, well, I guess uh, I felt like it was probably about time in where I'm at, as you know, in my catalog or something like that, uh, to kind of give you the details of what you don't know. Because and a lot of my, of my music, you know, you might hear, you know, I might reference things that are in between me and the, you know, the artists I'm working with or things that only, you know, only I know, you know. And so here's a, a good opportunity for people to hear the whole thing and see like, how did I even get to the state of mind where I'm at as an, as an artist? Like where, where is this sort of coming from? This is like, you know, kind of like off kind of style of, the way I put things together. So I, I figured like, you know, it just timing wise in life is just like, that's just what came out of me, you know? Okay, word, man. You know, um, in the past you've worked with like Mind Design and Ross G and just other producers and stuff. Yeah. And um, this one's been entirely um, self-produced. I mean, there's, 
on kimchi, it sounds like you're sampling yourself whistling or something like, can you take right. us through the, um, the process of producing um, this album and, you know, what went into it? Uh, yeah, well, you know, a lot of people may not know, but, um, you know, uh, you know, I produced my first album too, you know, mm -hmm. no health insurance and, um, and I have a, a Chinese New Year's uh, series that I do every year that when each animal ends, uh, I put it out, which is like an instrumental thing based oh, on on that particular animal, the energy and all that. And so we're on the pig right now. And then um, in 2024, we'll finish Back of the Dragon because that's where I started. Mm. But uh, so, you know, I, I've been doing production for like a long time. And uh, but also I'm I'm a fan of producers and production and right. you know so i you know that's how uh you know doing a project with mind design comes out because you know that's my homies like we're just kicking it and then like you know eventually something just happens like that same with ross g and uh even same with uh bex ruffin who produced my first record on stone's throw okay it's, and so it's like wanting to work with a couple of homies you know it's like they're very specific uh selections of producers it's not really like you know you know oftentimes somebody might hit me up and say let's do something but um i'm not necessarily gonna jump on everything that you know people just want to have me on kind of got to right. be like you know it's the homie i'm vibing with it mm -hmm. and so at, at this time even uh god bless my man ross g was like even he was saying when i had started working on this like man you gotta produce the whole shit you know Mm -hmm. And I was like, word up, because I had played him a couple joints real early in the process. Um, I started uh, putting beats into the uh, computer at uh, Stone Stone Studio probably about 2017, at the end of 2017. Okay. So, so my Affinity Past Tense album came out in January of 2017. And in September, I was already putting production in for this one. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I would just, you know, uh, I would make a joint and I would just know that, okay, I'm, I'm spitting on this. You know, like some things I know when I make it, I'm like, you know, it's instrumental. It's like, I, I don't need to do anything on it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe like, oh, this is for somebody that I know that they should definitely spit on this. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, with the particular music that got uh, picked for the album, it was just like I was. I had a couple, you know, made those. Like the first track I recorded was uh, the Koreatown Oddity, the one that's called that one. And uh, I just already had the verse in my head because I don't, I don't write my verses. I just, um, you know, I kind of like work on it in my mind. So I already mm -hmm. had that verse. Um, and I just, that's probably the first track that I laid. I already knew the title of the album and everything. Um, and definitely with the production i just wanted to for newcomers to me being a producer to know my wide range of sounds that i'm into and that you know yo i fuck with records i'm i, I dig for records and even if you are a person that digs for records even you could listen to it and be like where the fuck did he get that from you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i wanted to make it ear candy for uh people who already are into music as well mm -hmm. you know and once i made actually the kimchi one you brought out once i made that one 
that's when I knew the album was complete because oh, it had all the sounds that I needed to express, you know, yes, from yes. from soft to hard to smooth yes. to, you know, out there, you know, and I was like, okay, this is a complete spectrum of my ear on this yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. I love that track, man. Thank you for explaining that, man. No, Appreciate no, that. no problem. Um, so I... I guess I have a two-part question. One, just real quick, yes or no. Do you consider it to be a concept album? Yeah, honestly, every album I ever made is a concept album. Yeah. That's the only way I make albums. Yeah, for sure. Because I come from the point of view of, like, I want to make a whole album. You know, yeah. when you're making a movie, you're not just be like, yo, I'm just going to make a couple hot scenes and the rest of them are trash. <laughs> that leads directly <laughs> into my next question. Right, and I'm so glad right. you <laughs> You know, because it's like, that's just, that's just my, you know, like, I, I'm not making the stuff for it to only live in the time it comes out in. You know, in 10 right. years, somebody who may just discover me, you know, I want right. them to be able to get into it and listen to the whole album, appreciate the whole thing. And, you know, and you could be able to talk with somebody and be like, yo, did you listen to it? Oh, man, remember this part? I was wondering why he thought this. It's like, that's mm -hmm. the fun thing that I get out of albums. So I want to put that same thing back to when I do my own stuff. So do you try then to insert a couple of songs that could stand alone or be playlisted? Or do you think about like the, the jumbled kind of shuffle nature of current listening at all? Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, when this time passes where, where what was the single, no one's going to give a fuck what the single is. You right. know, when you go back and listen to some fucking, uh, uh, Wu-Tang, you don't care what the single was. You just right. listen to the album. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and you don't even care what the reviews or anything. You only care about, do I like this shit? And that's all that matters, you know? Yeah. On this one, I, I would say there is there is like, um, there is probably more showcasing that, yo, if I want to make, you know, some shit that's like, yo, it's a hit, I could do the shit and still do it within my own range of uh, not compromising my artists, you know, my artistry. Mm -hmm. That's that's dope. Um, so you're also, in addition to being a producer and MC, um, you're also like a humorist, like a, a, a comedian. Like how For sure. how do you how do you blend those worlds? Like how or and do you like even consider yourself more of one than the other? Or is it kind of like oh, a mix? Honestly, man, it's I. I'm lucky enough to have like a unique upbringing because uh, I was doing both at the same time. Like when I was in, uh, I probably did stand up probably for the first time when I was like 14. Right. So and at the same time, um, I'm making tapes of raps. Me and my boys, you know, at at my crib. You know, what I'm saying just for fun, not even really like yo. I'm trying to like pursue any of these things really you know and you know and I just kept doing those things and you know that that just becomes life you know you're into mm -hmm. comedy you're part of the culture I mean I already grew up kind of in the hip-hop culture because my mom being down with Syndicate and Zulu Nation and Ice-T and Grandmaster Kaz and Making Jury and I you know she's the first person to put me on to rap you know because I listen to her tapes you know what I'm saying wow. so um and just being exposed to all kinds of different things. Um, comedy is just always gonna be in there. That's just like, you know, my uh, 
my point of view is always going to have some sort of uh, comedic edge on it mm-hmm. because uh, it allows me to uh, say some certain things that another person may not be able to say because they don't know how to have that curve to where it's like, then I was crazy what you said, <laughs> but I get it because you, cause you put it in a humorous way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So those things has kind of always been tied together. Obviously, I, I came up like um, listening to Cool Keith and uh, The Far Side, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And and those type of guys are, um, you know, they're totally themselves. And, right. you know, I definitely benefited from uh, experiencing their music, you know, growing up hearing music, different artists like that that are just being themselves. When you're from L.A., everybody's like, you know, a gangster rapper or the people assume that's what it is, you know, and, um, it, you know, with listening to those artists and seeing, you know, what's different kind of stuff that's out there. Um, it definitely allowed me to be more of like whatever I wanted to do, you know. Okay. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting you brought up your your kind of um, unconventional upbringing because this on the song Ginkgo Boloba, I was like, this dude grew up exactly like I did. Like the, <laughs> the Ninja Turtles, the Street Fighter, the shoot, right. the pace of like, right. um, I grew up in suburban San Jose. You grew up in Koreatown in LA. It's not that far right. from each other. I, right. I love a song like that where um, you see what's universal and like the kind of like the connection that people made. So I just, I, I appreciated that moment in the song. No, nah, exactly, really man. Question. <laughs> no, where, but no, nah, it's a, I, I hear what you're saying though, because that's the thing about it too it's like you know it just makes me think about uh one time this is a, a totally random but like one time i was in uh, i got you know some family in ohio right because that's where my mom's from so i'm the only one that's from la right um but so i went over there one time my cousin had a boyfriend uh from detroit and he was like um you know he was he was thugged out like a motherfucker selling all kind of shit hiding like shit in his teeth and all that kind of crazy stuff so i'm like hanging out with him one day you know like we're just i'm just riding around with him um this is maybe like maybe like 10 years ago and so um we're just riding around we go to his boys you know their crack house i guess they're like where they're whipping up you know what i'm saying like i have no idea where i'm going i'm just with him so i go in there chilling you know watching the basketball game and they're, you know, they're doing their thing. And they're like, you know, asking, oh, yo, I heard you were artists and stuff, man. That's cool, man. He's like, well, you know, what we do, man, is we cook this crap, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so whatever. <laughs> he leaves. It, um, you know, there's a bunch of people in this house. And he leaves. I didn't really know where he left. You know, we're all faded. We're smoking weed, whatever. Um, there's a wrestling toy on the table. I think it was like, you know, maybe it was Ted DiBiase or something like that, right? So I'm in this room with, I don't know where my cousin's boyfriend went, anything bad could happen at this point, you know, just sitting there. Um, I'm with all these dudes I don't know. Um, so I see the wrestling toy over there. I just picked the wrestling toy up, you know, started fucking with it, doing my own little wrestling voices to it. And all of a sudden, a couple of dudes right next to me, we just start this conversation. We start talking about wrestling. You know what I'm saying? So the WWF, the classic days with Jimmy Fly, Snooker, and all that type yes. of stuff. 
And it's like, and we were having a blast. We cracking jokes or whatever. My cousin comes back, it's all good. My cousin boyfriend, and we, we leave. And I, you know, later on, I like processed that, and I was like, it's crazy how they're into a totally different lifestyle that right. that I'm living. I was mm-hmm. like, but we connected on wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, and we having a ball talking about wrestling, and you know, thinking about that. So possibly sidestep some whole other energy that could have came into it. No, you feel what I'm saying? But yeah. it's just like, so with that song, even what you're saying is like, it's to show that like, yo, I'm living a whole different life than somebody else. But man, we're all connected through these little tiny things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've all played Street Fighter in the arcade and, you know, and got our ass beat on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like, even though the experience is different, that's something that, that's interwoven that connects us you know absolutely um sadly we have to kind of wrap up but um i was wondering if you didn't mind like um if if someone's never heard of you and our listeners are new um to your whole vibe can you kind of sell them the new album like tell them what it's about (laughs) yeah man honestly man i think this is the best album that's going to come out this year you know what i'm saying and it doesn't even matter if it's this year because it's timeless I'm like, but everybody else is pretty much going to talk about the same thing. I think that no one's really heard anything that sounds like this with from a person like this. And I feel like um, it's time to have a representative, you know, on the mainstream scale of an artist like me. We got the Tylers. We got the uh, fucking Freddie Gibbs. We got the West Side Guns. We got those artists. We need somebody um, that's in a lane that touches some different people. So. If any, when you listen to this album, immediately when you listen to it, if you don't fuck with it, then I mean, you're probably trash. You know, what I mean? like <laughs> I, I can't even, I can't even be modest about that because you know, I noticed what I, I really put it, put that in there. You know what I'm saying? To cover all my bases for my uh, hardcore hip hop fans to my experimental people, to my people who never even listened to rap before in their life to enjoy, people who just, you know, like music. So I think this is the best album, honestly, for anybody who's new to me to start with, because you can work backwards from there and you'll yeah. and you'll actually understand more. Man, there it is. Yo, Little man. Dominique's Nosebleed, out now. The Koreatown Oddity, we thank you for coming on the program. Yo, man, man thank y'all for having me, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you. Be thank well. you, man. Peace. Uh, All right, later. Peace, y'all. Dad Bod Rap Pod, that was our conversation with the Koreatown oddity. Um, super funny, engaging dude. Like, that was a really cool interview. We appreciate him coming on. Little Dominique's Nosebleed is a dope record. You should definitely check it out. Um, as he mentioned, if you don't enjoy it, you are trash. 
So that's a good good way to see where you're at with things. That's one of the funniest things anyone said on the show in a long time. I was like legit <laughs> laughing for a long time, like covering up my little headphone thingy so oh, that my funny. speaking wouldn't be on the show. Like that, that really made me laugh. Uh, dude, I, I love his confidence. I love that he, know, he knows exactly what he just made. You know what I mean? His, yeah. his record, yeah. I mean, even, even he himself was like, this is a good starting point for people to check my shit out. Cause he Which knows is what, exactly what I did. It was like, yeah. I like this so much. I'm going to go backwards in time right. and your other music now, mm-hmm. which like that really says something. Um, yeah, I, we talked a little bit about this with Apollo Brown last week too. Like they know who they are. Yeah. Right. Like, they, right. They're not, they have no illusions about themselves. It's yeah. Not, like, their confidence comes from like a, like a centeredness. Self-awareness. Being, being realistic about their life and career. And I, mm-hmm. I'd like to strive for that in my 100%. life and really admire that in other people. Yes. Yes. Knowledge of self, dude. You can't fake that shit. And that's who I want to fuck with. Totally. Yeah. yeah we, on or off the pod. We really appreciate um, Kim coming on and kind of um, giving us a little bit of, of the backstory um dad bod rap pod 126 episodes in you should know but if you don't uh check out the back episodes on kiki.co.uk we're also on most of the platforms where you get your podcasting jollies including google play apple music spotify soundcloud and all that good stuff um correspond with us on twitter at dad bod rap pod and on instagram at dad bod rap pod um, Nate is going to be an Instagram influencer very soon. Um, <laughs> stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for his makeup posts that are going to be coming out. Um, so yeah, this has been a, a, a really interesting episode. Um, we talked about food. We talked about the Koreatown oddity. Um, we talked about Kanye probably for too long, but <laughs> that is the stream of consciousness that you've come to expect from the dead bod rap pod.